When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Chris Saylor Show. I'm Jerry Price. I'm joined by Princeton women's lacrosse coach Chris Saylor. Coach, welcome. Thanks, Jerry. So I'm guessing that if you had had an advanced look at the weather forecast for tomorrow in Princeton, you might have tried to schedule a game as your team doesn't have a game on a day it's going to be 72 degrees. Um, Coincidence that there's no game? Um, To be honest, we just couldn't get a team to play us um, on that day that, you know, we wanted to have in our schedule. Um, We hoped we get Penn State there. I think next year they are moving to that weekend, but – it's a big conference weekend for a lot of teams, but it's not for Princeton. And um, it, it's unusual for us to have two Saturdays two without, yeah, without uh, a midweek game. But in the next three weeks, we'll have two games a week, which is also more than, than we've had. So, you know, you, you got to play when teams can play you. And I think next year we just have the, the weekend after midterm open. So you were um... – you know, if, if you knew it was going to be 72 degrees, you know, it's going to be uh, it's a series of games that have been, uh, you know, the, the weather hasn't been terrible. There have been some cold nights. You've actually had games where the wind chill has been a factor. Yeah, we've Not had some really, game, uh, just yeah, just some really windy days. And But don't worry, we will be practicing this weekend, so we'll get the advantage of the nice weather. So are, are you a cold, you're not a cold weather person at all? I you? am so not a cold weather person. I've been so thankful that... We've had the bubble, um, but you can't be in the bubble all the time. You have to be out in the elements. And um, we've uh, we've recently purchased a lot of these full foot warmers, and they make such a difference. So when your feet are warm and your hands are warm and you got a hat on, you're usually okay. When you played, when did the season start? Oh, my gosh. When I played, the season probably started in mid-March, which is also when it started when – I got here, and it's been that Did progressive. practice still start February 1st? Practice has started February 1st. Um, you so know. you've had to deal with a lot of cold nights at practices. And yeah, but, I, you know. It I, seems like it's been worse in the last few years. Yeah. It, it, uh, well, I think what's, what's happened is usually you know February is going to be bad, but by the end of March you're, or by spring break time, you're, you're so looking forward to spring, and you really think that it's here and it should be here, and then – New Jersey weather always throws you uh, for a punch. You get a couple of nice days, but... It's actually, I think, if you look at the 10-day forecast, I think the really cold weather is gone, which is great. 
We could Fingers crossed, Jerry. I just hope I hope you didn't just jinx it. I know, really. So Tuesday night was the big game here when the Princeton men played Denver. Coach yeah. Kinnery's back. You guys had practice. You weren't able to see the game. Yeah. Um, but what was well, it? I saw the end. Of, I mean, I, I did see TV, the end of the game. It was yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, I was so happy for Princeton. I mean, it was. You know, you can imagine. I, you know, I talked to Matt. There was just so much hoopla surrounding that game and and uh, coach Tierney potentially getting his 400th which you know having coached with him for so long I'll be really excited for him when he does get it but frankly I'm glad it wasn't against uh, Princeton and 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 Matt's team I was really proud of the guys and how they responded um, in the moment and how well they played I thought it was interesting that um, they you know to people who knew who know Bill Tierney well and to see him come back here it was, a, it was a really big thing, and I think the players know who Bill Tierney is, obviously, and they see the championship banners on the fence, but they didn't play for him. Right. They didn't even play for the coach who replaced him, and they weren't recruited in the, like any recruiting. Yeah. So like, yeah. to them, it's like I, I kind of wondered what it was like for the players when he was back, mm-hmm. and I also kind of wondered what it was like for Madelon, and I talked to him about it a little bit. But once the game started, it was a game. And I Absolutely. Think it, was, it, was, uh, it was a great event, and I'm really glad that Coach Tierney brought his team here. It was very weird to see him on the other side. It was in those different colors, him. right? I think you mentioned that um, in your blog. But, yeah, that was weird to see him in those colors. And I think it was a great win for uh, for the men's team. Huge um, win. And, uh, you know, it be interesting to see what they do tomorrow. Be, you know, but, yeah. So my question for you, and it's obviously about the men's team and not your team, but when you play a game like that, where you've played a lot of games like this, in your, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it's not against the coach like in a situation like that, but you've played a lot of big games what happens in the next game? Like, so beating Denver is great, but it's not a league game. It gives right. them momentum, but yep. are you now flat after? Like, what do you have to guard against? In that well, situation? I, I, I don't know if you're referring to our big win over I'm Florida and then our loss to no, Brown, but I think that I mean that. it was. Uh, you know, we had a similar situation um, with that, with the you know huge win um, against Florida, and then I think we did come out flat um, against Brown when we played them. I think that's you know, I, I think a team can take it one of two ways: they can either come out flat in the ne- next game, or they're just rolling with the the moment- momentum. And I think for the guys who've had a lot of really, I think strong performances, but maybe have given up more goals than they would have liked in the third or fourth fourth quarters. And so have lost some, some close games that I, I think they felt they probably had a chance to win, like a win like that. You hope it's going to give them that positive uh, momentum, but what a great team. I mean, Michael Sowers, he's phenomenal. The plays he's able to create are, you know, pretty awesome. And it'll be good. You know, our team and and coaches will be able to see their game against uh, Brown on Saturday. We're practicing in the morning. So It'll Good. be nice to get out and support them. So your game against Maryland on Wednesday night, uh, Maryland's undefeated, ranked number two in the country. And what's interesting to me is um, there's three undefeated teams. Uh, there's Boston College is ranked number one. There's Maryland is ranked number two. Mm-hmm. And I think they clearly look like they're the two best teams in yeah. either order. But there's Michigan, who's the other team. Yeah. And you guys scrimmaged them in the fall. Did you see that from them? I remember when that game, like they looked pretty good. Yeah, they also looked I mean, like they had like they were good. It was a you know it was a really competitive game um, against them. You know I wouldn't have thought they. I don't would even have been remember who won. And undefeated. Now you're making me think about that. I think it was a one goal game. Um, um, I'm I'm not even quite sure. I'm not sure that I, I remember that was so that long ago. Right. Yeah, but they have definitely. Um, become good actually their goalkeeper Mira Shane is a local kid from Princeton um and she's doing really well for them and um they've you know they've had a great season so it'll be interesting to see you know as they get deeper into the Big Ten competition 
um, how they continue to do. But it's, I mean, certainly it's great for the game to have that program doing well. So the Maryland game, uh, you know, got away from you a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. Then, then the, the sort of the second half of the first half was back and forth, Princeton, Maryland, Princeton, Maryland, Princeton, yeah. Maryland, trading goals. Uh, they pulled away a little bit in the second half. What did you take out of that game? Well, I mean, I, you know, I do think that we competed hard until the very end. If uh, a lot of people saw the game on TV, um, and I was kind of surprised. I've gotten a number of, of uh, positive feedback. There's was a text chain going on with the 94 team, and they were all watching that game. Um, you know, and I think you saw one play towards the end where two of our kids just dove for the ball out of bounds. Like, there was a lot of, a lot of fight in that game. I remember that, that play, and I, and I said to my, I said out loud as I was watching it, don't get hurt. Yeah, seriously, seriously. But, you know, you know I, think we, I think we played hard, really hard in that game. I think sometimes we played harder than we played smart. Um, so if we had played just slightly less hard, especially offensively and maybe through the midfield and a little more intelligently, we probably – would have won a few more balls and um, been able to score a few more goals. Um, but I think, you know, lessons learned. We clearly came out flat on the defensive end against stuff that we had prepped for, and you just can't have that. I mean, against a team like Maryland, you got to be ready from the get-go. I think our defense really did become better and better as the game went on. But, but getting in that early hole, two goals in the first, you know, less than a minute. Like, that's that's tough. Um, but, yeah, and then our, our offense, we got a few good looks. I think in – The goalie made some nice saves. She did. I mean, she had 14 saves, and that was a huge difference in the game. I mean, if you look at the stats, the, the shots were even. We had more ground balls. We had more cause turnovers. We had fewer turnovers. But they clearly led in the goalie saves and in the draw controls. They had 12 extra possessions off of the draw And she's uh, short control. for a goalie. Oh, I no thought you were going to say for a draw kid. Um, yeah, she is. You know, she's a five she's, three. Yeah, she's probably my height, so yeah. I would say she's just the right size, Jerry. But for goalies, um, you know, she, but she's she's the number one goalie in the country. She's amazing, and they go, good goalies come in all shapes and sizes. They really do, um, and she's been great for four years now. I mean, when Ellie DeGarmo was here, those two, you know, were one year they were both first team All Americans. Um, but she, I thought she played really, really well. And I also think you have to give the Maryland defense credit because they forced us into a lot of low-angle shots. They showed that on TV. They showed a lot of replays where that, that – Yeah, you know. like they weren't – they weren't, you know, we had some really great opportunities and looks that she made big saves on, and then others where, you know, they were tough angles to shoot. I thought their defense played particularly well. And their attack gets all of – you know, they get so much of the – of um, the the credit for their wins and you know the the attackers they get all the publicity uh, they're known as a big scoring team but their D is really really uh, really really tough and then uh, Kaylee Kaylee Hartshorn Kaylee Kaylee Hartshorn yeah she was just she was awesome at the draw I mean she's a great self drawler and uh, you know a, a big tall kid has a has a really good reach and. You know, we were we were trying to get a, a stick on it just to make it a 50-50 ball, but she was able to get a lot of possessions um, to herself. And that's just, you know, as, as the men know, playing against uh, Yale, you know, when you give away all those extra possessions, it's, it's it hard. does make your life um, more difficult, right? And, and you have to be able to execute when you have your opportunities. So you've been coaching here for a long time. Um, did you envision a day where – 
on a Tuesday night, you'd be able to watch Princeton-Denver men on one national channel, and on Wednesday mm-hmm. night, you'd be able to watch Princeton-Maryland women on another national TV yeah, channel. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I kept getting uh, pictures from alums. Um, their TVs. Of, uh, yeah. of not just their TVs. They're like, it's in this bar I'm in. She's like, my kids love it. I'm like, what are your kids doing in, in the, the bar? bar. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I assume they were out for dinner someplace. I'm, I'm going to assume that. But um, it, uh, it, it was pretty cool. I, I, you know, I, and it's I also, learned... it's, it's not a rarity. I mean, it's a regular thing now. There's oh, yeah. a lot women's of women's lacrosse. games on. Yeah, I, I guess that was the first uh, women's lax game on FS1, and hopefully they thought it was a good game and um, will continue to, you know, to uh, produce more and I'm guessing, broadcasts. Did you, I'm guessing you, you, have you watched the actual broadcast after the fact? Oh, I got home at one fifteen and, and I, I watched, watched it, it then. Is she in She's Her, excellent. She's great. I mean, she's an amazing um, uh, broadcaster. Analyst. I mean, analyst. Um, you know, she knows the game inside and out. She knows the coaches. She knows the teams. You know, she was a competitor herself. I mean, the insight she brings is uh, is really just phenomenal. And you had Ryan Boyle on the on the Denver. Yeah, game. absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I think you know I think it says a lot that you know you could see these games on TV, the women's games on TV, even forgetting games that are on TV. Just the total growth of. Uh, the video streaming piece as well. Just every game now you can watch. Yeah, you don't have to sit around your computer now. You can have it on your television. Yeah, and we've got another, the, the Penn game this year is yeah, on, on ESPNU. ESPNU. Yeah, so that is, it's exciting and, to and know Quinn that you're Kessinick on. And Quinn Kessinick will be there. Oh, there you go. So he's like the, you know, the, the number one men's announcer. Yeah, he, has he that is. Game. So it's, you know, it just shows you the value that they're placing on these games. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about where you are now. So you have no game this weekend, and then Tuesday is Villanova coming back. Uh, Julie Shaner Young is the coach for the Wildcats. You coached her. She played soccer and lacrosse here. And again, basically the same question as, as when you go against anybody else um, who used to coach for you, uh, which would have been Missy at Penn State. It would have been Keeley at Brown. Mm-hmm. It would have been somebody else I can't remember. And uh, 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 Karen at Penn. Yeah. And uh, But Julie's the only one who played for you. So when she played for you, did you think she's going to be a coach? Oh, it, it made perfect sense to me um, that she would go into coaching. Um, such a great competitor and just loved uh, the games and uh, both soccer and lacrosse. And so she got her start down at Penn and was there for a lot of years before going to, I believe she went to Haverford College and then got uh, the head job at, at Villanova. And um, she's a pretty incredible person, has four kids, you know, and doing this job. Husband which played uh... Played lacrosse at UNC? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it'll be nice to see her and, and great to see what, you know, she's done with her team. Colleen, she's the other one. Colleen Smith is coaching at Yale. Not the head coach yet, but um, one of our recent grads. Um, so when you go up against somebody who uh, you know so well, is that an advantage or a disadvantage or nothing? I don't know with Shaner. I, I don't think it's – it's not like we've played them every year. We've played them a couple of times, but haven't played them in a while. We just are resuming the series um, this year. And, you know, she played for me so long ago. It'll be nice to see her. I, I'll enjoy catching up with her. But, you know, we're both going to be, you know, f- fully focused on our team's efforts. So, um, you know, it's, a, it's the weekend off is probably a good place to sort of take a look at the overview of where you are. And the loss to Brown hurts. Yeah. hurt your ranking but yeah. at the same time if you win out you win yeah. the league 
uh, Brown's already lost a game, so if you win out, it's not going to be easy because there's a lot of good teams yep. in the league, and uh, you know, yep. the games get bunched up at the end. Yep. So you're playing a lot of good teams in a short amount of time, but still, you don't have to worry that okay, well, we need somebody to beat them, and we need you know we just keep winning, and you're there. Exactly. Is that, is that the message? I think that is the message. Uh, you know, we still have everything we want directly in our hands, and we are going to face some big tests. There's no doubt about it. Uh, one of which will just be. You know how quickly we can recover from game to game to game to game because we do have six games in uh, in three weeks' time coming up. Um, but I know our team's going to be ready. I mean, we're um, you know we're excited for what lies ahead, and I think you're going to see a resilient group. And hopefully, um, we get a lot accomplished and come out feeling more confident and uh, ready in our Villanova game, and then just kind of sail right into Ivy's from there. So their attitude is good. Yeah, I think you all. Know, to be honest, I think you know we were pretty down after the after the Brown game. Was we were hoping to really get that nice rebound against Maryland, so that was a little bit tough. But I think we're looking. We're halfway through our season now. It's time for a fresh start. We do have the whole season out ahead of us, and you know we got to. It's up to us the attitude and energy that we bring, and um, you know I think that's going to determine our future as a team. So you have Villanova Tuesday night, and then the rest of the season unfolds after that. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, how the Villanova game went and look ahead to the trip to Dartmouth that follows it. Uh, and then, of course, the rest of the season as it unfolds. We'll be here every week. We didn't mean to be here on Friday, but we, you know, with the schedule and all that, we'll be back on Thursday next week. So uh, uh, once again, just thanks for being with us. Thanks, Jerry. So for Princeton women's lacrosse coach Chris Saylor, Jerry Price, thank you for being with us here each week, and thank you for your continued support of Princeton women's lacrosse.